Thanks for joining us today on the Women's Business Workshop podcast. This is your host and business coach, Robin Walker, helping female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking about lead magnets. We've heard of them. We use them. But are we being as strategic as we could be when creating them? Jen Wilson is joining us today to help us learn more about what we may be doing wrong with our lead magnets and how to make a better opt-in. Jen Wilson is a digital marketing coach and consultant who helps female entrepreneurs grow their email list and connect with their dream clients in their inboxes. You'll normally find her typing away furiously on her laptop, writing emails, but you might also catch a sighting of her on the couch reading or at the baseball field with her two sons. Jen is also a 2021 Lakeside Conference speaker, and she is presenting on the topic, Create a Sticky Lead Magnet to Attract Your Dream Clients. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Oh, I'm so excited. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited to be a speaker at the conference and on the podcast. Well, we're happy to have you. Lead Magnets has been a topic my audience has brought up a lot about. I just keep guessing and throwing something out there. And so we're happy to have you there to help us walk through how to create, how to create one. And for those of you who haven't heard of the Lakeside Conference, it's a two-day event. It's usually in person, but this year we're going virtual. The content that we're doing throughout the conference is you guys bring a offer event or promotion that maybe isn't converting the way you want it to be, or you have a new idea. And then throughout the conference, All the speakers and experts are going to be helping you fine tune and optimize throughout each step of that offer so that you can sell more of them and uh, more easily. So lead magnets uh, is definitely something that every offer should have, I'm guessing, um, can be a benefit. So can you give us, what's your definition of a lead magnet or an opt-in? A lead magnet is... um... It's the mechanism, right? It's the thing. It's actually an, another offer that you're going to create. It's an offer that you create that gives value to someone and it's going to really stop them and attract them. It's going to attract their attention, first of all, but it also serves as that, as that mechanism to get people to give you their email address. So really that's the whole, I mean, it does other things, but that's the purpose, right? Of the lead magnet is to attract your your ideal client, really. You want the right people on your email list. So to attract the right people and get them to give you their email address. Excellent. So in your topic for the conference, you mentioned creating a sticky lead magnet. So what what do you mean by that? I like to use sticky because it has a good uh, visual representation of kind of what you want the lead magnet to do, right? You want it to be, so, so I say you have to, it has to be something that's going to grab their attention. I mean, as you know, in our, the world we live in today, people are so distracted. They got a million things coming at them. They're on social media. So how are you really going to get them to pay attention to you? It has to be attractive enough to get them to stop and pay attention. But then your lead magnet, the offer that you've created has to be, like I said, sticky enough to get them to actually give you their email addresses. So so there's a couple of things it has to do, right? It not only has to grab your attention, but it has to be sticky or compelling enough for them to say, yeah, 
I'm going to actually give you my email address in exchange for that thing, because I think it's going to bring me value and it's going to be worth it um, for me to give you their, my email address, because people don't, back in the day when lead magnets first kind of came onto the scene a long time ago, it was much easier. In fact, lead magnets were like, sign up for my newsletter and people would just do it. Yes, I remember But now, that. I mean, wouldn't it be great? I mean, we oh, wouldn't be having this conversation. A, you know, who wants a newsletter? Our newsletter. <laughs> yeah. And I still see it. That's the thing. I still see it. But no one's, that's just not compelling in any way, shape or form. People are, you're not going to build an email list that way. So it really um, has to be, and I love the word sticky, sticky enough for them to want to give you their email address. So that's kind of why I named it the sticky lead magnet. Yeah, that makes total sense. And and I think even after 2020, the online space is even more crowded and more people had to turn to advertising on social media or, or online in general. So, and, and you would think that clicking through and signing up for it, it doesn't really take that long, but it's amazing how that feels like work. If you're laying on a couch and you're scrolling, you see something you like, it's like, Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it really, has we to get be something so- you want. That's right. It, it, it has to, I mean, we, we're bombarded with so many offers and that's a thing, right? It's really got to be something that um, they want. And that's, and, and for some businesses, that's, I mean, it can be fairly easy to figure out, right? Like if you have a products business, um, you know, a, a lot of people offer a coupon or um, a discount code or a sampler. I mean, that's, that can be more straightforward, but for a lot of service providers, it's hard to figure out what is going to make someone want to give me their email address. It is a commitment. That's what I think people don't realize. Every step, everything you ask someone to do online is a commitment by that person. And it's not easy to get their commitments anymore because they've they're so scattered and they've got a million other people asking for their commitment. <laughs> yes. And our inboxes are already so full. And, and so I say no, every time I'm at a store and they say, would you like to sign up for our rewards? It's not even worth what I might get out of it to just Mm -hmm. know that Dick's Sporting Goods is going to be sending me an email (laughs) every week and I shop there once a year at Christmas. So right, right. It it is, it, it comes at a cost of your time and, and your attention. I mean, you're really giving away your, your attention in your inbox, so to speak. And people are very selective now, but there's always two sides to the coin, right? For that. So back in the day, it might've been much easier to get someone to, to be on your email list, but it's possible that a big part of those people were not engaged or not really uh, your people. And they may not have ever wanted or we're never going to buy what you are selling or sign up for your services. But on the flip side of that, right, it's so much harder now to get someone to get come into your world and get on your email list, like you said. But if they do, then all that work was worth it because that's going to be someone who, you know, hopefully if you've done it right, um, is one of your dream clients that is interested and wants to hear from you. And that's why the strategy is probably so important on what you're creating as the lead magnet, because you don't want something that's going to misalign with what you're eventually going to offer them 
or you don't want to waste that time with someone who's not your ideal client. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I also want to, uh, I want to add, like you were talking about how there's so much more competition now online because everyone was forced to go online. It's kind of funny because as as people that have done business online, like you and I, and probably most of the people in your audience, it's kind of surprising that people haven't embraced or, or in 2020 hadn't been yes. online. But I, you know, I work with, um, actually still have a day job. So I'm actually a business coach for insurance agents locally here for corporate. But it was amazing how that flipped the switch because we had been talking about digital is a thing. We need to pay attention to digital. How are you engaging online? And there was this very much reluctance on the part of the agencies. I'm, I'm a referral-based person. I, you know, I rely on word of mouth and I don't need to do that. And I don't understand it. And suddenly they were thrust into it. And so now there's so much more competition, but also my point is that it's still relevant for people who have a brick and mortar business. For sure. And so many people are doing it badly. (laughs) They're they're doing it poorly. So if you could be doing it, doing it strategically, you definitely stand out. Yeah, for sure. So lead magnets can take a lot of your time creating them. And, and we want to make sure we're on the right path. Is there something you see that's pretty common with small business owners that they're not doing the right way, or that's impeding their success with their lead magnet? There's a few things that could go wrong. <laughs> so I, I do want to say, I do want to say at the outset, right? You can have all the strategy and nothing is a guarantee, right? I mean, you, sure. you can put it out there and it may not succeed, but of course it's going to better your chances of it doing well if you have some kind of strategy and thought and intention behind it. Now, what I see kind of a big problem, and this is a foundational problem in their business in general, is that they actually don't really know that much about their ideal client. Mm. So they haven't, they, they, they have kind of a vague idea and that's kind of perhaps where we all start, but they're, they haven't done any kind of research behind it. And they're just going with who I think it might be. And then you're trying to build a lead magnet for someone who you don't, have that much information on. And so actually a big problem is creating a lead magnet where you're just trying to target whoever will come onto your email list, right? So that, that ties into who is your ideal client and, and, and really creating the lead magnet in mind with that ideal client. So if you don't know who they are and you haven't done the research to really figure out what drives them and what problems and what, what they're struggling with and how they're talking about it, then it's going to be much harder to create a lead magnet that's going to be sticky for them. Sure. And if you don't know at what point, what's their like breaking point, so to speak, with the struggle of where they need, where they're willing to say, all right, I've had enough. Here's my email. Right. <laughs> I need this solution yes. that you're providing. And and the thing I, I see a lot of people throwing out kind of a very general kind of, because they, again, they don't know who their ideal client is. And so they throw Mm -hmm. out something general and then it doesn't convert. It doesn't do what they want it to do, which is get people on their email list. And they wonder why. And then they're like, it doesn't work. And I don't like email marketing. I'm going to stop. But really it's, it's, you're, 
with all of like how we talked about with all the distractions out there, if there's not something specific talking to that person, that's going to make them stop and go, Oh, that's what I need. Then nobody is going to opt in for it. So I see people kind of doing this kind of throwing out something general. And when they throw out something general too, they spend so much time. This is, (laughs) this is also what I see people, a big thing, right? Is that we kind of get caught up in the, and we all do it. I've done it. How many, I can't even tell you how many times I've done this because I am a creative person. So I get caught up in the details. I get caught up in making it beautiful. I get caught up in putting so much value into it that I spend so much time in creation. I put it out there and it doesn't work. And and then you did that without really knowing who your ideal client was. And so now you've wasted all that time and all that energy on something that if you had done the work on the front end, meaning trying to get that information about who your ideal client is, and then trying to form it around that, and then throwing that out there and seeing, right? You you would have shortcut that, that I don't want to call it failure, but you would have shortcut that and been able to, right, take that. Okay, now I have this information that this isn't working. Now I need to go back and refine it and, and, and tune it up and put something better out there. Um, so those are two, two big things that I see. I can share something else that people do wrong as something that I've done wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just put myself out on the chopping block here. <laughs> so when I first started doing opt-ins or lead magnets, and there might be some of these still out in cyberspace on Pinterest or something, um, I would make the the lead magnet, something just that, well, I know I'm good at this, or, you know, here's a great checklist, but there was no follow-up strategy at all. Mm. I, I would make it and put it out there and didn't have any emails following it for any kind mm, of funnel. Yes. And so people yep. would get on this just generic list. And then every now and then I'd think, oh, I'd, I should email that list. <laughs> it was like such a bait and switch of not intentionally, but here's this great thing. And now I'm going to just kind of every now and then throw some content at you. It was not strategic on the back end at all. So mm-hmm. if anyone, any, anyone finds me on Pinterest, <laughs> there are some old ones out there that probably need to be optimized a bit. And, and I'll raise my hand to that too. And so many, um, of the people that I work with have the same thing because they're like, okay, you know what? I created this lead magnet. I put it out there, but then what happens is they haven't, like you said, thought out a strategy of what I'm going to do with it afterward, but also they're scared. (laughs) They're, they're (laughs) like, I don't know what to write. I don't know. And then, you know, time goes by and they're like, well, now I can't email them because I haven't emailed them in months. And then, and then you have an email list of people that, that, it's really doing nothing for you. So, yes, right? I so but yeah, relate that's... to that. It's been a while or I forgot that opt-in was even running. And, you know, what's what's even happening on the back end to these people? And they're probably like, who even is this lady? Yeah, that's, right. that's something that's always on the list to go back and, and find those old ones. But when you do get one that works, it's such a satisfying feeling when you get an email reply in your inbox and it's from oh, the emails goodness. that you send right, and they're right. you know, asking to work with you and you're like, oh my gosh, it worked, you know, it but can I, I, work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I love that it is, it doesn't feel spammy to me because 
it's putting out an invitation or an offer. If this is something that will help you, I might be able to help you more in the future. And the email is just nurturing that relationship. And, and for me, I like that because it, the choice is in their hands the whole time and they're making the decision to continue or to get off your list or unsubscribe or work with you. So Mm -hmm. for me, I, I think it feels a lot more authentic. It does. And, and, and to your point, a lot of people, that's what they tell me. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to be spammy. I I just Mm -hmm. don't want to be that person to be spammy. But if you, if you are building your lead magnet, you know, with that strategy on the front end, then it's going to seem less spammy because those people already said yes to you. They said yes to what you're, you know, what you're all about. Um, And then you're going to be building that relationship in the inbox. And so when those offers are made, they're going to not feel spammy, right? They're not feel spammy. Now, if you're building a list with just randals and generals, and then you start emailing them about your offer and they're like, I don't understand because maybe your lead magnet didn't make sense or maybe you didn't have strategy and you haven't been in contact with them, then yes, that'll be different. But if you treat your email list like the asset that it is and you you honor it and you treat the people in it like they're humans and individuals, that's going to come out. And then it's going to feel like it's not a spammy relationship. It's a relationship, sure. a real relationship in their inbox. Yeah. Another thing I see um, creating the lead magnet, and it doesn't necessarily go with any offer necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like a thing. So then it doesn't it doesn't directly correlate to a struggle mm-hmm. that's further down that you can offer with a, a higher paid offer. And what I yep. love about our conference this year is when everyone shows up with their offer that they want to optimize they're already going to have the end goal in place. And then you can help them with what's a strategic lead magnet that can lead someone, the right person that might need that service down the line. So to me, that's really exciting. If that is so, I mean, I would say that that, I mean, ideal client is super foundational and important, but next in line is, is aligning it with your offer. That is like the thing that a lot of people miss because they get caught up in the, I just need to offer something enticing on the front end. And you can do that all day, but if it doesn't make sense, there's going to be a disconnect. It's going to be much harder to convert those people at the end of the day. Or sometimes I see um, people, and this is probably doesn't pertain directly to your audience, but I see people who don't have a firm end goal. They don't, they're not quite sure yet. And it's really, really hard to, to sort of guide someone down the path to something that's not really clear. So yeah, I think it's great that these, that, that at the conference, we're going to have that end offer. And I think, you know, that's probably some of what's going to happen earlier on in the conference is getting really clear on what that is. So you're going to have that coming in and then we're going to be able to work with that to create what to offer on the front end of that. Yeah. So that's super exciting. I'm a big fan of the reverse engineer and start with your your finish line in mind. Just makes things a lot easier, a lot less decisions. And Mm -hmm. I've done, I've done things such the opposite way. I mean, I've made every single mistake that you can make with list building, but also with the whole reverse engineering theory, I kind of do that with everything. And sometimes I do it wrong. And I'm like, so 
I've done this, right? I've built my email sequence and I start writing it. And then I'm like, oh, it's not matching up. So now I have to go back and rewrite mm -hmm. it and change email two to do this and email three to do this. And I'm like, this is dumb. If I had just started from the back end and worked backwards, sure. then it would have made so, it would have been so much easier. So I think that is so important for people to not just in their lead magnet, actually, it's, it's, it's absolutely key with the lead magnet, but with, with stuff in their business in general. <laughs> and isn't yeah. it so generous of both of us to go forth and make all the mistakes first <laughs> so that exactly. we can help, we can help our clients to not make the same mistakes oh, when they're yes. going through it. So you're going to dive a little deeper into the lead magnet topic in the conference. Is there something that attendees can expect or um, anything you can share about what your session will be like um, different than what we talked about just now? Um, I, I, the way I envision it is, so we talk about creating a sticky lead magnet. So I actually have what's called a sticky lead magnet formula and it's just components to the different components, the building blocks to, to create that sticky lead magnet at the end. So obviously we'll go over all of those components, but I also do envision it because we want you to walk out with hopefully a, a, a direction or an idea after the session. So we're going to, we're going to spend some time going, okay, here's this building block. Here's this part of the formula. Let's think it through. Let's write it down. Let's sort of brainstorm it. And then, then let's move on to the next one. So really being interactive and hands-on in that. And also, and I think this is this is the whole intent of the conference, Robin, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's it's gonna be interactive, right? Mm -hmm. So, right, okay, so that then if you have a question and there's gonna be other people in the room too. And so there's always wisdom in the room as well. So I just think that's such a dynamic environment to be in to to workshop and to brainstorm this idea that that hopefully that you will walk out the door with. So to answer your question, we'll go over each of the, the pieces to the formula, we'll workshop them through, and hopefully they'll leave with a pretty good vetted idea of what they're going to run with at the yeah, end. I love it. Yes. And I love workshops that you actually do some of the work in real time, because we can sit yep. and listen to speakers talk at us all day long, but it's really hard to stop your client work or stop other work in your business to sit down mm -hmm. and actually do it. So you have the accountability of the group, you have feedback from the group. And what I love is that they can ask you their questions in real time. So it's not, yeah. well, I'll need to get a hold of her later. Maybe she won't want to answer my question. Mm -hmm. and so, mm -hmm. and, and other people probably have the same question. This platform will allow for while you're speaking, people can add questions in the conversation. And so then we, at the end, we'll have some time as well, where I can read off some of those questions to you to answer, or we can even pull someone into the stream to answer their question live as well. That I, I just think that that's such a wonderful way because you know, Robin, you're a business coach, right? So, and I help my insurance agents with this, right? So you have like this really great presentation and a training class and they're taking notes and, and then they leave and nothing happens. They don't right. do anything because you get caught up in whatever it is when you're back in the office and then it just takes a back seat. So that's why this format that 
the Lakeside Conference is is going to be so valuable because you're going to, the, the whole goal is to walk out with something like you're going to do the work instead of just taking notes. So I right. love that. I just love and it. I, and I, I think a lot of events end with a lot of overwhelm and totally. that's, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to not have. And that's why we don't have 42 speakers. It's mm-hmm. here's, here's the plan and here's the goal by the end. So let's stay on task and stay focused and hopefully, you know, then you have action, you know, an action plan and work complete when, when you leave the conference. So that's the plan. And I appreciate you being there and sharing all your expertise and sharing your expertise with us today. And so outside of the Lakeside conference, where else can people find you and get in touch with you? You can find me on my website if you would like to visit my website, which is www.jenwilsonmarketing.com. I'm also on Instagram at jenwilson.marketing. Um, those are probably two of the best places to, to find me. Okay, great. And we'll add those in the show notes uh, so everybody can check you out before the conference. I always suggest to the attendees that you guys check out the speakers ahead of time, get a feel for their content. So that way, when they come and present, you're already on the same page. I think it makes the workshops even that much more valuable. So I will put all of that in the show notes for you guys. If you are interested in the conference, you can go to womensbusinessworkshop.com forward slash lakeside conference. I did want to mention too that Jen has generously volunteered also to host a coaching lounge. It's kind of like a Zoom room and it's near the end of the conference. Um, And you can hop into the different rooms and get your questions answered. Just hear what other people are asking the speakers. So it's kind of like a little breakout room just for Q&A. And so we thank you, Jen, for volunteering to do that. I think that's going to be some really valuable time as well. I'm really excited about that idea because even if you want to come and kind of lurk and hear what other people are asking, sometimes it generates other ideas. You're like, oh my gosh, I think it's really valuable. So I'm super excited to host that. And I hope everyone um, will jump in and join us. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what questions you have until somebody else asks asks the question. I told Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate your time today and um, thank you. And we'll see you in a few weeks at the Lakeside Conference. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the time. It's our pleasure. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And now go get back to work. 